Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am so glad you are here with me today. Today is July 15th, which is crazy that we, again, are halfway through the year. I have no idea where the time has gone. And if you're like most of either my friends or my clients, you are enjoying your summer. And I really hope you are. You know, summer is such a time of transition. I love all the different seasons. Summer is one of my favorites. And summer really is a time for us to to relax and to rest and to rejuvenate and to have fun. It's, you know, we're out in the sun, we're out hanging out by the pool, maybe traveling for the first time in potentially a year and a half. I know so many friends that are going on vacations and it's busy at the airport. I know Hawaii can't get enough cars in for rental cars. And it's just this busyness this summer around relaxation. And so I invite you to think about as you transition from season to season, not only seasonally, but also in your life. Where are you in your career? Where are you in terms of being intentional about which season is this for you? And if you are in the midst of maybe changing seasons and looking for something new, looking for something different, our Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab is the place to land, to really be taken care of, and to find out what that next transition is for you. So if you're kind of, you know, one foot in one season and one foot in the next season, and you're trying to transition, but you're not quite sure how, and you're looking for the community, the curriculum, and the connection with other women to learn how to do that, I highly invite you to sign up or at least have a discovery call about our leadership lab. So my business partner, Lori Tab, and I have the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab, and we are currently filling our seventh group. We started this last year and it has just taken off. Women love the experience. It's a 12-week group coaching program for women to really get the clarity, the confidence, and like I said, the community to help them move forward in the next step in their career. So if that sounds like you, please send me an email at natalie at corecreationcoaching.com, and I would love to have a conversation with you. We are filling the group for about another week and a half, and then we will close the doors and we will be moving into our seventh cohort. So please feel free to reach out. And my next guest is also someone who helps women in transition. And what a great role model for what transition looks like. So as I've shared in the podcast before, I spent my time all 27 years of my career until my entrepreneurial debut with one company, and that was with Mars Wrigley. And my next guest has made not only transitions, but transitions into different industries. And she talks about how she did it. She talks about the courage she had and the lessons that she learned along the way. She worked in very male-dominated industries And she talks about her experience being in those type of industries and the leadership lessons along the way that she learned and that she continues to pass on to women in her coaching practice. 
So I would like to introduce you to Sharon Richter of Focal Point Coaching. She is a business performance and executive coach to women business leaders, and she has a lot of great information to share today. And I love her personal story, like I said. So listen in, and I invite you to think about what is it that you're looking to do next, and how are you going to be intentional about that? And where might you need some support along the way? Sharon talks about her experience being able to transition careers with the help of a coach. So where might you need support and where possibly might you need a coach? So as you're thinking about those questions, let's dive into the conversation I have with Sharon Richter. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. All right, Sharon, I am so looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I would love for you just to share a little bit about yourself and your career history and kind of where you were and where you are now. Yeah, you know, I would have never imagined it would take so many twists and turns. But, but uh, you know, I think <laughs> when you start your career, you just don't really know how it's, how it's going to start out and how it's going to turn out. Um, so by, actually by training, I'm a, uh, I'm a CPA, a certified public accountant. So I studied accounting, uh, in college and I just didn't know where that was going to take me, but I, and I worked in public accounting for a dozen years, uh, uh, Pricewaterhouse, now PricewaterhouseCoopers. And what I, I was surprised that I stayed that long. Actually, it was, it was really my plan just to stay for a couple of years, get some experience and then go work, you know, some somewhere doing something. But what I really enjoyed was that I was continually learning and I was seeing different clients and I was traveling and, uh, and it was all very interesting. I was able to develop some of my leadership skills, uh, there, but, uh, I, I, I seemingly stayed for a dozen years before then I went to work at one of my clients, which was Deutsche Bank working on wall street, uh, first in Baltimore and then, um, and then in New York city. And, uh, but I wasn't doing traditional accounting work. I was really doing operations, process management, project management, and then ultimately strategy, um, strategy work. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you later about sort of the, the tough, you know, the tough management structure of what it's like to work on Wall Street. Uh, but when I left, uh, I wanted to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. And I just, I just said, you know, I just can't keep on doing the same thing over and over again, because eventually, like, I'll just get bored, or I'll get tired, or, you know, it'll just be unfulfilling, and I want to do something different. So I switched industries, I looked at a number of different industries, but I ended up moving into higher education, and went to work at Columbia University, which is where I live in in New York City. And, uh, and I brought my corporate experience into the university, the university setting. And uh, I was there for seven years. I worked in the central administration uh, as a top finance uh, officer. 
CFO, chief of staff of all the student services. I also worked in the law school. And yet I still was banging my head against the, the, the wall with, uh, I, I was adding a lot to the organization, but the politics were just extremely frustrating. And I would come home exhausted. And my family was like, who are you? You know, I just, they didn't even recognize me anymore. And I said like this, I just can't keep doing this. I want to do, I want to take my years of experience and share that with people in a meaningful way. And so I started my own business uh, about three years ago. Uh, and I do business performance and executive coaching, uh, bringing my experience in, in corporate and in, uh, uh, in the university setting uh, into, you know, basically into my community, into what I define as my community. And my community is a lot of different things. It's my, it's my women community. It's the, you know, mm -hmm. the other, the other women professionals that are around the country that are um, trying to break through and figure out how to make it all happen. My community is my, you know, my neighborhood, um, my New York City, Manhattan, you know, girls and, and uh, companies that I want to see, I want to see succeed. Uh, and I want to see grow and flourish. And so in all of those things, I'm just uh, really happy to be where I where I am, you know, right now, but 30 some years ago, I would have never expected that this is where I would end up. Um, but ha but happy I took the road that I did. Yeah, so I love your story. And one of the main reasons why I, I'm having you on the podcast, not only because you and I just connected when we met, um, and I think you're fabulous, but I love your story of how you pivoted. And I think it's so inspiring when people have these stories of how they pivoted in different parts of their career. One is I'm inspired by it because I stayed for so long in one company because I was afraid to pivot. And so I love having people on the show that have made major pivots in their careers to show my listeners what's possible. And here you pivoted from being a CPA to going to Wall Street to going to academia and now to entrepreneurship, to owning your own company. What do you think gave you the, the courage or what compelled you to, to know that you could do the pivot and that it was all going to be okay? Well, I won't lie and say that there were points that I was, you know, really scared. <laughs> but, uh, um, but a number of different things. Like, first of all, I was always a hard worker. And I always knew that I could count on myself. Uh, I always couldn't expect the same level of performance out of other people, but I could expect um, I could expect positive results for myself. And so if I were to make an investment uh, or make any sort of a change, I felt like I could always count on myself and that 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 was a sure bet. So that was a good investment to make. And the more I the more I did that, the more I knew that I could do whatever it is. Now, it also helped uh, that I had a supportive partner and that uh, early in my career that I had um, uh, I had saved I had put money away in the bank so that I felt like I could take some risks but it all wasn't you know right away like when I left public accounting I didn't I didn't want to be a partner uh, they didn't look like they were having that much fun <laughs> and there was an opportunity and there was an opportunity it was an easy switch like that wasn't like a stressful pivot it was sort of like you don't want I don't want to be there anymore and here my client is creating a position for me oh sure why not you know it wasn't a hard I wasn't married sure. I, it wasn't a hard switch but 13 years later it was a different story 
then I was living in New York City. I was married. I had a young child and I was not enjoying what I was doing anymore. Uh, but you don't quit, right? You just don't, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't feel like I could um, quit. I could maybe, I, I could maybe leave and go do the same thing in a different organization. But I didn't think that was going to really solve my problem. My problem was that I wasn't enjoying the atmosphere anymore. And what was I going to get in another, in another place? So I had this idea that I needed to do something else. But I knew that that was going to take me some time to figure out. And so I was going to need, and I wasn't going to be able to do it at the same time that I was working full time. So I needed some space to take some time off from working to explore other alternatives. Okay, so what helped me do that? Number one was I waited until I got a package. <laughs> so at that, at that right. time, I got a nice seven package. So, um, so that helped a bit. Again, I had the support of, a, of my spouse. And, and I had a really awesome uh, career advisor. <laughs> I had a coach. I had somebody that really asked me some tough questions to help me hone in on what it is that I, what, what really satisfied me, what dissatisfied me and look into some options. And then I had to develop a strategy and execute on that strategy. And so I looked at a variety of different industries and ended up dismissing two of them and focusing on education, eventually higher education. And I, you know, ended up with plenty. So it was, um, why I was able to do that was I had the resources, I had the support, I used a coach. I worked hard during that time to find that um, that next path. Um, but that wasn't the end of the story for me, right? So then, I, so then, oh, I moved into higher education. I thought, oh, well, I'm out of financial and I'm into something else. Like this is going to be it for the rest of my, you know, rest of my life. And uh, and it was, don't get me wrong, it was really great. It was really, um, really interesting work. But it was also very lonely. I was so senior that I didn't have uh, a big support network. And um, so fairly isolating and stressful and um, like agonizing. And I just realized that that was just not how I wanted to feel uh, on a day in, day out basis. I wanted to be able to be really present for my family. I wanted to, to be challenged in my work, but I also wanted to be present with my family. And I just wasn't going to be able to do it there. So again, what, you know, so what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And uh, again, it was taking stock of what are the things that I really enjoy? What do I envision my future to be? What are my goals? How can I achieve them? Somebody holding me accountable, you know, for that. And then, uh, and then moving forward. And so eventually, you know, eventually I honed in on, uh, well, I didn't want another, I didn't want to let a large organization. I've done that now three times. Uh, like what's going to be different the next time. Right. I didn't want it to be an employee. I wanted flexibility. So I decided to have my own business. What kind of business should that be? Was I going to create something? Was I going to start something on my own? Was I going to team up with someone else asking myself all these questions? And eventually I decided to start my own uh, business coaching uh, practice. And, uh, and it's been great. I'm really, really happy with how, with my decision. It's, uh, it's, it's really made me more, you know, aligned, I think, in, in the various parts of my life and more, just more satisfied and feeling uh, much happier. 
Yeah. Sharon, I love so much of what you shared. And the reason why is for a couple of reasons. So many people are afraid to make a pivot in their career. But I love that you took ownership of this belief in yourself. Look, if there's anyone I can count on to get the job done, it's me. And I think so many women are in that position within organizations. And whether they're looking to transition from more one organization to another in the same industry, one organization to another in a different industry, or to their own business, I think so often we minimize the the belief in ourselves. Yeah. And if we really look at the success that we've had in our careers and we really own that and and we can use that as a foundation for ourselves to move forward, I think it's so powerful. And so I love that you shared that you did that. Um I also love that you shared, you know, you really got clear on your purpose. Uh, you got clear about what you didn't want and what you didn't like about each of the different, you know, changes that you had made in the organizations you had worked for. Um, and you also got really clear on your purpose around what you did want. You know, I heard flexibility. I heard family, being present with your family. I also heard fun. And so, you know, I, I hear and, you know, from our conversation, know that you like to be challenged. You like to be constantly learning So I love that you had this purpose and then you translated that into a plan. But I also love that you mentioned the partner. I love that you had a supportive partner at home. And I love that you hired a coach. And, you know, for those people who have had the experience of working with a coach, you know, it's having that partner, whether it be a spouse. And sometimes your spouse is great as a supportive partner, but they're not asking as supportive as they can be, they're not asking all the right questions, right? They're not holding you accountable. And if they are holding you accountable, there's some, you know, sometimes tension in that, etc. And there really is this huge benefit to hiring a third party to explore and to create a plan with, and then to have that person become your accountability partner. So I love that you mentioned that you had a coach help you through that process because that's exactly what coaching, that's the benefit of coaching. And that's the benefit of having someone asking you those powerful questions to help you get alignment and set you off on the right course. And then walking alongside of you on that journey, being your guide. And as you mentioned, there were scary moments. I mean, I talk about my own journey on the podcast about transitioning from corporate. I mean, there were moments I was so scared. And there were plenty of moments in my first year out on my own that I was like, you know what, I just want to hang up my hat and go back to corporate. It's just easier. I I want the steady paycheck. I want the benefits. I want all the cushy things that I had. And it, you know, I came back to that belief in myself of, you know, but there weren't, I don't want to lie to anybody and say that there weren't moments I doubted that. Because there were absolutely. And those moments of doubt are normal. But you still keep moving on. You move past it. You have an accountability partner. You have a coach that reminds you of that belief in yourself, reminds you of your success. And so I love that you shared that story because I think it just ties into the reality of making pivots. It's not always rosy, but here you are at the end of it. And you're more aligned with your purpose. You're more aligned with your values. You're having fun. You have the flexibility that you that you want. So 
thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, I think it's so know, powerful. I, I think there's, um, so I just have a few other points that I wanted to add. Number, the, the first thing is that my father is an accountant. I became an accountant also, although I, but, you know, sort of very different in the work kind of work that we, that we did. But my father worked for the same company for 35 years. And so I very much grew up in a household and it was at a different time in the world where you went and you stayed and you grew and that was, you know, and that was going to be it. And that's what I saw growing up. And so it was really hard for me to, to say to my family, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something different. But as I said, the encouragement of my husband a couple of times said to me, you know, you should have your own business. I didn't listen to him the first two or three times, but maybe after that, I, I said, yeah, maybe, maybe you've got something there. Uh, and like, I don't know. I think sometimes we just have our own self-limiting beliefs and it takes a little while to break, break out of them. Uh, one person in particular that helped me with that was at a, at one point in my career at, um, at, at Deutsche Bank, I wanted to get to the next level and my, uh, my work performance was top notch, but why wasn't I being promoted to the next level? And I had the benefit of working with an executive coach who helped me see some things about myself that I didn't know. I had obstacles and I, I, wore, my, I wore my feelings on my sleeve and, and I expected, um, you know, what I expected of myself, I expected of others. And, and there were some things that I just had to work out as a professional, I think, to, to grow. And so I had that benefit of having an executive coach to help me become uh, a better performer. And then that repeated right? And using a career coach when I wanted to, um, when I wanted to pivot. And now actually I'm a coach, but I, I still have a coach, you know, I still have someone in my life that helps me, um, get out of my own way, helps me overcome obstacles, helps me execute my strategy and holds me accountable. Cause I think that that's really left to my own devices. I might get lost sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, I and I think so. I think that there's a variety of different um, ways and points in a person's career uh, where different types of coaching can can uh, can be a great benefit. Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. And looking at your career history and trajectory, you know, one thing's really clear that you worked in very male-dominated industries. So I'm curious to know what I also worked in a very male dominated industry in the food industry. I'm curious to know what lessons you learned along the way in terms of being a woman in a, you know, male dominated industry in leadership. What what advice or what insights did you gain along the way? Well, first of all, it just seemed a lot easier for them. Mm hmm. They played golf together. They went out to lunch together. Um, everything was their, their families were close and I was sort of on a different, I was the only one. And so if they wanted to be telling crude jokes, they couldn't do that if I was, you know, with them. So they found that it was easier. So you sort of get on this slippery slope, right? Where it's easier for me not to be invited. And then I feel excluded. And then there's resentment and da da da. And so over time though, I've, I, you know, I just realized that, that that's, that's not right. And I started speaking up for myself. 
And I started saying, you know, no, I want to see at the table. No, I want to be included. Uh, okay. Um, if that means that I have to pick up a golf club, I terrible, but I will do it. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I will do it. I want to be at the place. I want to be at all those places and I want to be where the conversations are happening. And, uh, and, and I want to, and, and if that means that I have to pound on the table and speak up for myself in uh, a more assertive way than men do, well, then I guess that that's just what I'm, you know, that's what I'm going to, um, going to do. And then there's surprise, <gasps> you know, Oh, surprise, you know, Oh, you know, Oh, you're saying something. So I think, uh, it took me a while to make, to find my voice. But once I found my voice, uh, I could advocate for myself. And by advocating for myself, I found a lot of satisfaction, <laughs> you know, in, in, in that. And again, there was nobody that was going to work harder, harder than me. And I felt like I needed to um, receive the recognition, both, you know, financial and, and you know, and otherwise from, from my efforts. But I think what I learned is, is you don't get unless you ask. So nothing's going to happen unless you open your mouth and just hard work. I always thought that if I just work hard, that things will come, but I couldn't just work hard, that that wasn't enough, that I had to open my mouth up. Not in a mean way, but in a nice way. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Sharon, because so many of the women that I coach feel the same way. They feel if they just work harder, if they just go from A work to A plus work to A plus plus work, then they'll get recognized. Then they'll get acknowledged. Then they'll get the raise. And it just doesn't work like that especially in male dominated industries, you know, that you can be quiet on the sidelines doing all the work. But if you're not inserting yourself into those conversations, if you're not physically in those locations, you know, I, I did the same thing, by the way, picked up a golf club would play with all of my clients were men. And there was always, you know, a yearly annual, you know, golf tournament, and I would go and I'd have fun. And I mean, I was awful. But I still was there. I was still in the mix. And I made sure that I was I inserted myself in the mix. Um, so I love that you share that. What do you wish you could have told your younger self in your career? What advice would you have given your younger self? You know, again, back to this thing about my father working for the same company for 35 years. And listen, listen, he was very successful. And this worked in that time, you know, for for him. I think if I had given myself permission to change sooner, maybe I, you know, maybe I would have, maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe I should have, I think I suffered maybe from staying too long, but I guess I never really knew what the next thing should be. So I sort of let things happen to me as opposed to really making things happen. So it's sort of subtle, but, um, yeah, I think I would have given myself permission to to cut out <laughs> and make yeah. and make those changes sooner. I guess I sort of felt like I was let, was letting myself down or letting my family down. I don't, I don't know. They would never say say that you know to me. I don't want to even put that on them. It was, again, this is like my own self inflicted thoughts. Uh, but uh, but today is a different day. Right. And how the workplace is, is a different, um, it's a different place than it was 20, 30 years ago. So I think younger professionals have permission to try things out. 
I almost think some sometimes that they, you know, hop around maybe a little bit too much. But <laughs> okay, but maybe you don't need to stay someplace for 10 years. You know, maybe, you know, maybe two or three or four is sort of a nice thing before you move on to the, you know, the next. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think what you're addressing is there's going to be bumps, hills and valleys, no matter where you're at, right? It's not leaving every time you hit a valley. It's building the resilience to work through those moments, but being intentional about what does my career trajectory look like? And I think, obviously, you and I are both coaches. I mean, that's one of the benefits of working with a coach. I think what you share about giving your permission, giving yourself permission earlier to leave and kind of looking at maybe some of the beliefs you had around what your family would think. And that's the benefit of having a coach kind of unlock those beliefs and, and getting clear about these are the things that are holding me back. You know, how true are they? How true are they? And, and how do I be more intentional about moving forward? So I thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm curious, you know, based on your coaching experience, based on your personal experience, what do you think is important for women in particular to know about how to lead effectively? Any lessons there? So I, I grew up, I think, in my corporate world, watching, watching women leaders and thinking that in order to be effective as a leader, that I needed to behave like them. And what I actually saw was that I found women leaders that were leading like men. Yes, I just had I, I just <laughs> had a conversation on my podcast with Eva Stortz on that very. We literally had the same exact conversation, you know. And it was back in the '90s, right? And 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 when women were thinking that they had to be like men, they had to wear pantsuits, they had to be tough, they had to be overly aggressive and assertive. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I think it's interesting where you're going because I think it's true. So I, I really think that it's um, to be in a, that being an effective leader is something different for everyone. But, uh, but first and foremost, it's um, being yourself uh, and not trying to be something that you're not uh, and really living your values. Right. So, um, so I can't, say one thing and then do another thing. That's, con- that's just contrary to you know, sort of every, uh, you know, leadership lesson. Uh, so, so you lead with what's important and how you would do things. And you, you bring kindness and understanding to everything that you do. And, uh, and you encourage people and you support people. Uh, in, in all respects. And that doesn't mean that everyone has to climb the ladder. Some people are perfectly happy right where they are, but that means that that doesn't mean they're any less valued. So treat people with respect. Uh, you know, be ambitious, and uh, yeah, and sort of encouraging people wherever they are, right? Whether they're happy being where they are, or whether they want to, you know, move move forward. And both are fine. All of those are fine. Yes, because different different people need different things at different points in their lives. That's I completely agree with you. So tell us a little bit more about your coaching practice, um, what your emphasis is, and who you help. Yeah, so so my business is Focal Point Coaching, 
And uh, I do what I call business performance uh, and executive coaching. So on the business performance side, um, it really picks up on my background in uh, and in accounting and operations in terms of helping um, small to medium-sized business owners, largely women <laughs> business owners, elevate the level of their success. And so um, bringing my um, background experience, I help them with issues relating to time, you know, time management, uh, their team communications and operating an effective, organizing an effective um, uh, team, time, team, money, of course, how do I make more money, become more efficient, more profitable, um, those sorts of things. And then lastly, is, which is my favorite, is, uh, is working with uh, business owners on strategy. So whether it's growth strategy or product strategy of uh, like where where to go and how to um, and how to get that. So I work with small and medium sized uh, uh, businesses in those different areas. I'd say the companies are uh, at least um, you know a million or two to uh, fifteen million or so in uh, in revenue, and they have you know at least ten employees. They've got to have you know some some meat on the bone, so you know yeah. something some something going on there. Um, but as I said, I'm a business performance and executive coach. And so the executive coaching, right, can be with a business, can be with a business owner, but also can be with a, just a business professional that might be picking up on my story, might be somebody that's in middle management that, uh, that feels stuck and wants to figure out why are they stuck? How can they be more effective? Uh, in their role and how can they continue to move up uh, in, the, in their current organization or potentially move out, like develop a strategy to pivot uh, either to a similar um, a similar job or into another industry. So you can see that this this picks up on my, I like bringing my, uh, my background because that's what makes it fun. I can bring my, uh, my experience uh, to the table. Absolutely. And when you see business owners, with the clients that you're working with, business owners who are predominantly women, what do you feel kind of holistically are some of the biggest opportunities for women business owners that you're coaching? Yeah, I think uh, um, a lot of uh, the people that I work with really suffer from uh, imposter syndrome. I know. I is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in charge, but um, do I really have what it takes? And so they've taken the risk, but they're still not really sure. And they're always feeling like they're not doing uh, either their business or their family's justice, right? Because they feel so torn in a variety of different places. And so, and this is another space, right? Where I, where I, uh, I'm feeling this too. <laughs> I'm feeling this too. And I won't say that I'm perfect, but over time, I've developed strategies for balancing. And sometimes it's hard to do both at the same time. Sometimes it's, it's just better to focus on one or the other and figure out how to, um, how to juggle that so that you can get out of the way and, uh, uh, and be happy and fulfilled uh, in, in both areas. Yep, absolutely. You and I are very aligned in helping women in that way, which is why we're so connected would love to hear any last words of wisdom you have for my listeners as we get close to closing out our conversation today. Yeah, I think that um, particularly business owners or, you know, professionals, um, 
I, I think of my coaching, the coaching that I provide really in, in five uh, specific areas. I, I think everything starts with just having clarity on who you are, what your mission is, what value you bring, and what you like, what sort of outcome you're looking for. Everything starts with that. And so if you like come to me and you talk to me about like, well, I want to grow or I want to do this or I want to do that, you know, that's fine. We can always get to that. But I always like to see um, businesses and professionals be really clear on their foundation and what it is that they're trying um, to achieve. And then we work on, you know, the effectiveness and growth and, uh, and leadership. Uh, and I think all of those are really important elements, but it all starts with a good foundation. Uh, and, uh, and once you have that, then, you know, the world is your oyster. Absolutely. I completely agree. So one of my mottos is that I love to take insight that people gain from the podcast and listening to my amazing, uh, guest interviews. Um, I love them for them to take an insight and then put it into action. So do you have any thoughts about anything we spoke about today that you could really compel people to take an action on that, you know, they could take an action on this week? Yeah, I think that as, as your listeners reflect on this, I would, I would ask that, um, that each listener come up with one thing, you know, one, you know, one goal. And from that one goal, and it can be tiny, <laughs> but from that one goal, have a plan. Okay. So one of my sayings is that, um, uh, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Hey, okay? we don't want to have wishes. We want to have actions. So have a goal, have a plan, and then have an accountability partner. I love that. And to that point, kind of one last question is, I, I think especially women, we feel like we need to focus on so much, right? There's so much to do all the time. And it can be overwhelming for us. How do you know where you need to focus in on in order to start improvement? Well, this is one of the things that I actually do as a <laughs> as a coach, um, even before they even before people hire me, is that we do an assessment, right, of what's of what's working, what's not working, uh, and where are there opportunities, you know, for improvement. So, um, so I have a conversation with you know with somebody about just what's holding you back or what's what's most frustrating. I think. Uh, people generally feel like, uh, oh, there's so many problems, I don't know where to start, so I'm not going to do anything. And we don't have to solve all the problems of the world. Just pick one small thing and start there. Because it's those marginal things, it's like a 1% change, a, a, a change of a habit, or some other change. It's those little things that can build up and make a difference. So you don't have to um, do everything all at once. Just do one thing a little bit at a time. So I would start by just saying, asking, you know, what what is your greatest obstacle right now? It might be different tomorrow, but today, what is your biggest obstacle? And work on overcoming that today. Perfect. I love that. Sharon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your powerful, compelling, inspirational story with my listeners and sharing all of your insight. I really appreciate it. I've loved the conversation and just really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. You're awesome. It's been my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. 
my invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.